Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to Tune In, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Susan Bronson, Executive Director of the Yiddish Book Center. I recently traveled to Cuba on a center trip led by Ruth Bahar, Professor of Anthropology at the University of Michigan. While in Cuba, Ruth met with Adela Dworin, President of the Cuban Jewish Community, to record this podcast. Hi, this is Ruth Behar, and I'm an anthropologist from the University of Michigan. I'm in Cuba right now, in Havana, Cuba, at the Patronato Synagogue in Havana, and uh, very happy to be here today with Adela Dworin, who is the president of the Jewish community of Cuba. Adela is going to tell us a little bit about her life and about the contemporary Jewish community in Cuba. Adela. Uh, well... Thank you very much, Ruth, because uh, you visit us very uh, often, and we like you very much. Uh, my name is Adela Dvorin. I was born in Cuba. My parents came from Eastern Europe, uh, from a small shtetl called Pinsk. I was raised in a very orthodox home. Uh, they used to speak Yiddish at home, so I still understand. I still speak Yiddish. There are very few people in Cuba to, with whom to speak Yiddish, but uh, thanks God we received many visitors from the United States, and some of them speak Yiddish. Um, I attended a Jewish elementary school called Tarbut, then I went to Yavne Institute, another Jewish elementary school. In Cuba, we were about 15,000 Jews in the country in 1959, we had about uh, five synagogues in Havana and small synagogues in the rest of the island. Uh, we had six, seven Jewish elementary schools from different tendencies. Uh, one was more orthodox, another was more conservative, another one was more leftist. We had a Jewish high school, and it was a big Jewish community. In 1959, when the revolution started, uh, as I told you, uh, there were 15,000 Jews in Cuba. Um, we had five synagogues in Havana, and uh, it was a, a big, gorgeous uh, community. At uh, the beginning of the revolution, so some of the new laws affected uh, some people, and among them, many Jews. Uh, you know, that the private business were confiscated, private schools were closed. So most of the Jews decided to leave the country. Um, about 90% of the Jews left, but we never closed the synagogues. Um, we, we, the Jews who remained in Cuba attended the synagogues. Uh, we are not second-class citizens in Cuba. We celebrate all the holidays. Now the community is a small community. We are about 1,300 Jews in the whole country. 85% of the Jews live in Havana. We celebrate, as I told you, all the festivities for, for Passover. We celebrate the two sedarim in, in our synagogue and in the rest of the synagogues. Uh, we receive a big container with all the foods for Passover from Canada which we deliver among the 350 families who still live in Cuba. Mm -hmm. uh, Cuba doesn't have diplomatic relations with Israel, but that doesn't mean we suffer any kind of anti-Semitism. Uh, the government knows how uh, to separate what is Judaism and what is Israel. Of course, it hurts us a lot, and we hope 
someday that um, the relations among both countries um, will be again. And uh, but uh, um, we practice openly our religion. We send our youngsters to the Tagli, the birthright program, to the to Israel. Uh, we also attend the March for the Living, in which members of the community goes to uh, to the to the visiting Poland, the, the concentration camps, and then they go to Israel. Last year, for the first time in the in the history of the Jewish presence in Cuba, we were able to send 50 members of the community to the Maccabi Games. Mm. It was great in Israel. Mm -hmm. um, when they enter in the stadium in Jerusalem, everybody was cheering, um, Cuba, Cuba, Cuba. We won six medals in archery, in karate, and our members were so, so happy that uh, finally they were able to visit Israel. I have been in Israel also attending uh, different uh, conferences. One of them was the Lion of Judah Women Organization. They invited me. I'm a Lion of Judah by heart and by pin <laughs> because they gave me a pin as a present. Uh, the Jewish community in Cuba uh, is a small community, but a very vibrant community, a very active community. Uh, we have a Sunday school in which we have about 80 kids in the ages between 3 and 18. They come every Sunday morning. We have 12 teachers, and they, uh, they teach them a little Hebrew, history, tradition. We lost two generations, but now we have a new generation who knows how to make the blessing, who knows about the history of the Jews, who knows about the Holocaust. And uh, we are very proud that the, of our youngsters. Uh, we have a youth organization, and they practice different um, sports. Uh, we have a bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvah. We celebrate this year. We had about six, seven bar and bat mitzvah. Mm -hmm. And uh, our community, the only way to increase our members is by conversions, but uh, we as Jews, we don't convert anybody who is not linked to a Jew. But if the, mother, if the mother is not Jewish, so the children are not Jews. So we give seminars to those who are linked to a Jew. And uh, after studying about one year, so three rabbis come from Argentina, from Chile. Um, they have to pass the Bedin. If it's a she, no problem. So he's a little more painful. But we have many he's who decided to have their breed milah. As there's no mikvah in the synagogue, so they go to the beach. We have beautiful beaches in Cuba. Mm -hmm. And uh, two years ago, we had 80 conversions. And in one night, we had 27 weddings. It was great. Everybody was very touched. I remember there was a couple in the 80s, and I, uh, he, he is uh, Jewish. His wife wasn't Jewish. Uh, they were in the 80s. So I asked her, why did you wait so long to come be converted to Judaism? So she said, well, when we got married, I, I delivered babies, and I didn't have time. But now that we are in our 80s, we are thinking if he is... Uh, if he, that we are going to pass away, and I'm thinking that he will be buried in the Jewish cemetery. 
and I'm not Jewish, so I decided to be converted to Judaism. Oh. <laughs> and uh, now I know that both of us we will be together even when we'll be, we will pass away. Oh, to be together forever. That's true forever. love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he passed away uh, last oh. year. Oh, my. Yeah, his uh, name was Mitrani. Oh. And uh, he was a... Um, he, he fight for Israel uh, with, uh, with the Cubans who went to Israel oh, yes. in 1948. I knew him. I knew yeah. him. Yes. He passed away, and he, well, his uh, um, his wife is uh, still alive, but she knows that even when she will pass away in 120 years, so she will be next to her husband. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. There's so many beautiful stories in this community. Yeah, we have many stories. Uh, if you will ask me how we maintain the Jewish community, it's thanks our brothers and sisters, mainly in the U.S., in Canada, in Mexico, because uh, the Jewish community is a small community. The economical situation is not the best. So as you always care about another Jew, so thanks to uh, the different organizations like the American Joint Distribution Committee, so they support, uh, they have a budget to support the Jewish community in Cuba, mm -hmm. the Bnei Breed, other sister synagogues. So we had to become a little schnorrer, you know what is a schnorrer? <laughs> yes. So we had to become a little schnorrer. <laughs> Some people say, uh, that I have a master in snoring. <laughs> I think I have a PhD. So thanks our snoring, so we can make life much easier to our members, especially to our uh, seniors. Twenty percent of our couples are of as uh, twenty percent of our members mm -hmm. are seniors, and the income is very low. So we support them, and we give them extra food, extra clothing. Mm -hmm. and medicines which are difficult to get in the country and we care about all the Jews who live in Cuba mm -hmm. about the children, about the parents, about the grandparents and uh, it thanks um, our brothers and sisters of the US and, uh, and of Canada and, and Mexico you care about the Jews in Cuba visit Cuba, don't forget that in Cuba there's a small Jewish community which is struggling to maintain Judaism, the, the flame of Judaism alive in Cuba. Mm -hmm. We are very, very happy when we receive visitors from, from your country, and uh, we are very thankful to the members of the Yiddish Book Center who just visited us. They gave us a wonderful contribution and books and and DV, well, CDs, <laughs> and uh, we are very, very thankful to you. Uh, I remember a few years ago we had Aaron Lansky was here in Cuba. Mm -hmm. We had some Yiddish book which we donated to the Yiddish Book Center, and uh, well, it's unfortunately we don't have many people who speak or read Yiddish now. But we still have some Yiddish book which we have in our shelves in 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 our library, uh, like a, as a, as a museum. Right. Of, of, uh, 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 how many people do you think speak Yiddish in Cuba today? In addition to you, are there any other people? Well, that, that speak I Yiddish? don't think more than Another uh, six, seven. Six, they're seven very, people. Yeah, they're very few. And um, now we have. 
um, the same quantity more or less of uh, Sephardic Jews and Ashkenazim Jews. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, we lost two generations in the 60s, 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. and um, they weren't taught to, to, to speak or to read in Yiddish. So um, only elderly people, they still know how to to speak in Yiddish, but no more than five or six members of the community. Why do you think you held on to Yiddish? What what makes you different? What what made you... Well, first of all, you stayed in Cuba when so many members of the Jewish community were leaving from Miami and New York, and you chose to stay, but you stayed and you held on to such a strong part of your heritage. Can you tell us why and how? Uh, well, I have uh, I have uh, traveled. I have traveled. I have been in the United States, invited by different organizations. I have been in Miami, of course, where all my classmates live. <laughs> I have been in New York, in New Jersey. I, in New York, I visited the Jewish Museum. In New Jersey, I still have some uh, some relatives. I have been in Pittsburgh. I have been in in Hillel, in uh, in Columbus, Ohio. But I always come back. I think this is my place. I was born in Cuba. I'm uh, I'm so so um, happy that my parents came in time before the Second World War, and I was born in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father, my mother, lost almost all their their family. Their many many relatives died during the Holocaust, and they <clears throat> were so lucky that they came in time to Cuba. I was born in Cuba. My sister was born in Cuba. And uh, at home we used to speak Yiddish because my boy never learned Spanish. Oh. So I can say that my first language was Yiddish. Right. And uh, that's, uh, I don't have with whom to so, to, to speak, but uh, but I still rem- I re- I, I remember the, the Yiddish language is, is, uh, is so, so... Um, Deep, deep, deep inside you, deep in your yeah. heart. It's so deep in my heart that uh, it remembers me. My grandma, she died when she was 96. Oh. My mother passed away 10 years ago. She was also 90. And uh, and for me, Yiddish continue uh, being my first language. Even I, I've, Of course, I'm Cuban and I speak Spanish. Right, right. Are there any particular expressions from Yiddish that that you remember, or that are that are have a lot of meaning for you, or a song or anything that that you remember? Well, uh, well, I remember my grandma used to she used to sing I me. Mean, uh, um, wait, se canciones infantiles. Uh, children's songs or lullabies. I think lullabies, lullabies, in lullabies in yeah. Yeah. She used to sing, and I still remember some of the songs. And and from it's it's uh, it's very very touching. You see, for me mm-hmm. when I, when I listen somebody speaking Yiddish, mm-hmm. but in Cuba it's very it's very rare to find somebody speaking Yiddish. Yeah, I mean I didn't hear as much as you did, but when my grandmother would call me Shana Madele. It would make me so happy to hear yeah. that. It was just so, so yeah. endearing, so yeah. sweet. Yeah. So tell us more about what it's like to be a Jew in Cuba today. What does that feel like? Well, as I told you, Jews uh, 
at the same than the rest of the population we are not second class citizen mm-hmm. um, uh, all our our, our um, kids our children so they go to the same school from Monday to Friday they go to the same uh, public school they mm-hmm. go to the same high school they go to the same university uh, they are not discriminated but uh, they love to come to the synagogue they love to come to this is like a JCC mm-hmm. so they love to come to the to the community um, they feel that uh, that they are part of a big family mm-hmm. that they're not alone and uh, you always can see our community center full of of youngsters um, we have groups of Rikudim, of Israeli dances so uh, we have a children, we have a, a middle-aged, a senior group of Rikudim, and uh, uh, our children, our grandchildren, so they love to come to the synagogue, they love to come to the community, mm-hmm. and uh, that makes us very happy, and I think it was worth to, to stay in Cuba. Mm, yeah, Absolutely. Because if you weren't here, we might not have the heritage here in Cuba. Mm. Do you worry about the Jewish heritage being lost in Cuba? Do you think there will always be a community no matter what? Well, if you would ask me the same question in the 80s, mm-hmm. maybe I, w- I would be very uh, pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the community was a dwindling community. Um, very few Jews used to come to the synagogue. The same happened to other faiths, like to Catholics and to other faiths. It was very rare to see people attending churches or, or coming to the synagogue. Uh, there were some restric- restrictions, but since 1990, there was an opening of religion in the country, and uh, <clears throat> now you can see churches are full. You can see many Catholics. Uh, or the Catholics attending the churches, uh, they baptize their children, and the same happened with the Jews in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 70s, 80s, it was very rare to see young people in the community. Now, when you come on Friday night or Saturday morning, we have services, so you can see our synagogue, our community center, full with youngsters, with kids, and uh, they are. We don't have a regular rabbi in Cuba, so the youngsters, are the lay people who are leading, they lead the services, and they know how to read from the Torah direct, and that makes me very proud. And I think it was worth to stay in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it seems to me that you are one of the people that holds on to the memories of the community, so you remember the past, but you're also part of the future. You've been building this bridge to mm. the future Jewish community as well by staying and, you know, training the next generation, always being here. And what I love is that you're always in the library. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have a fancy office here at the Patronato, <laughs> but you like to be in the library. Can well, you say I, more about your love of books? I, well, I love to read, but mm-hmm. uh, when I started... Uh, uh, well, my father, as uh, as uh, as you father, as you parents, at the beginning of the revolution when they lost their business, so they wanted to leave the country. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay, um, and uh, my father had this very sad experience. He came to Cuba alone when he was a teenager, 
and uh, he left in in Pinsk. He left his brother, his mother, the rest of the family. Uh, when he had the money to bring them, so Hitler came, and uh, he lost all the family. Uh, when he decided to leave the country in the sixties, I decided to stay, and then um, he had so so sad memories. You see. So he decided to stay in Cuba, and the whole family decided to stay. Well, the whole family was my mother, my father, my grandmother, my sister. Uh, then she was married, and she had two children, and the whole family decided to stay in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And uh, I start. My father asked me to to go to the synagogue or to go to the to the to the library to do voluntary work. And to help in, in the library, in this library, this library, and to help with the um, with the Yiddish books as I, I speak <laughs> Yiddish, and with the Spanish books, of course. So I have been in the library for the last forty years, oh. and even I can have a better office. I prefer to stay here in the in the library. This is my second home. That's one of the things I always love, that you're surrounded yeah. by all these books. We're surrounded by books in Yiddish and Spanish and English and Hebrew, and it's and it's and you're always here at this desk. At Even the when we receive an important visitor, mm-hmm. well, you are also important, but when <laughs> we receive a very important visitor, and uh, I start the uh, um, with the, uh, I invite them to come to the library first, mm-hmm. and then I go to the other office. Mm-hmm. But the first step uh, when they go, when they come to the Jewish community, is to visit the synagogue, to visit the library. I think it's before so the synagogue. Before the synagogue, and and so you said you you volunteered here. So at first you were volunteering yeah. in the library during. Was this during the 70s, 60s, 70s? I started 80s? to, yeah. I will. I was then studying in the seventies. But I started um, to come to the library in the afternoon. Mm. The, libra- the library used to open then about uh, 4 o'clock till 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So when I finished my study, so I came to the library and I stayed here. And then uh, when I finished my, my studies, so I started to, to work in the library as a regular work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to work here. Then uh, they wanted to, they wanted to, from me to be a member of the of the board, so I was a secretary. I was a treasurer. Then I was the vice president, and when the mm-hmm. president, uh, the former president, Dr. Miller, who was our president since 1979 to 2006 when he passed away, so when he passed away, so I was the vice president. So. I became the president. Probably they didn't find somebody else. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think so. <laughs> and, uh, well, I have been the president of the Jewish community for the last eight years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, till now there's no other person who's, who wants to substitute me. <laughs> and so as, till I, I feel fine, so I will continue being the president mm. of the Jewish community. You're a wonderful president. I hope you stay for yeah. a long time. Do, you, do you love You're very being? kind. You're, you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but do you like being the president? I think you enjoy, you enjoy the I role. enjoy very much. I have met very uh, interesting people, you mm-hmm. see, uh, personalities who had visited the country. I remember in 2002, 
we had a visit of uh, Steven Spielberg, and it was very touching. Uh, when he he came to the synagogue, he came to the Jewish community, and uh, uh, before he left, I gave him my agenda, and he wrote in my agenda, I never believed in miracles. After visiting the Jewish community, now I believe in miracles. Oh, it was really a miracle that the Jewish community still exists, mm, yeah. because the the most important leaders of the community left in the beginning of the revolution, the rabbis left, the Moel left, and it was very, very sad. But we never closed the synagogues, and even many times we didn't have a minion for the high holidays. But uh, our board decided that if we have seven men, we had three Torahs, so it made a Cuban minion. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and we, so we never closed the synagogues. Now when we see, we have 80, 90 people coming every Friday night, every Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. So we are so, so happy that the community is increasing little by little. Mm -hmm. And I hope someday, I don't know if I will see it, but I hope someday the community will increase their members and we will be again a, a big, big community like we used to be in in the mm. early 60s. Is that one of your big hopes for the community? It the community is my today? big hope. And mm -hmm. uh, when I see our kids uh, and they know, um, they are so proud to be Jewish. So I, I think that uh, we are preparing new leaders. We are preparing youngsters to be the next leaders. And I hope that if the economical uh, situation in the country will, will improve, uh, so many Cubans and Cuban Jews won't think about leaving the country. Mm. That hurts us a lot. Do, do they leave for Israel mostly? Yeah, many. Well, we as Jews are privileged people because we have uh, Israel. So some of our mainly youngsters, so they want to make Aliyah to Israel. In, in one uh, way, we were happy because they are going to our Holy Land. In the other way, we are not very happy because it it uh, it means that the community is decreasing. Mm -hmm. But we hope that things will improve in the country and uh, they will go to Israel as, as tourists uh, to visit Israel, to study in Israel, but they will come back and the Jewish community will be again a big, big Jewish community. Mm -hmm. Every time I come back, I notice that there's new members of the community. Yeah. There's children or people who have married into the community. Is that how the community grows? Is that the process? That's a way uh, to increase uh, the community members. And uh, also what uh, Steven Spielberg said, uh, it's a miracle. Mm. It's a miracle that... The, Every time you come back to Cuba, you see more Jews. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And you said that there isn't any discrimination or anti-Semitism no. in Cuba. The Jews are accepted you can see, like any uh, other Cuban. No, no. Uh, you can see that the, we don't have security people outside. Mm -hmm. Everybody can enter to the to the to the building and. And uh, we are not uh, persecuted. There's no anti-Semitism. And, uh, of course, it helps us a lot that Cuba and Israel don't have diplomatic relations. And um, and the media is not very in favor of, of Israel policy. But uh, we hope that uh, 
I'm very optimistic, so I hope that things will change and for better. And uh, and someday, Cuba uh, will and Israel will recognize each other, mm-hmm. and uh, they will again uh, have a better relations mm-hmm. that they used to have before the 1973. Right, and I think once that happens, maybe Cuba and the United States will have better relations too. Well, um, uh, of course, uh, uh, it's it's important uh, that the American Jews visit Cuba, um, and uh, for you it's maybe easier to come to Cuba because I uh, you can travel to Cuba under a religious license. But maybe other Jews, they don't know that Mm -hmm. they can travel to Cuba, but you still have a travel ban. Mm -hmm. So so I know Mm -hmm. that there are many uh, Americans, so they are afraid to come to Cuba. And I think it's it's silly to maintain um, an embargo to Cuba Mm -hmm. because uh, um, the embargo hurts the people. And... uh, um, this is I, I always say this is a wonderful country and it's a wonderful people and I love my country uh, if you ask me what, if I am a, a, a Cuban Jewess or a Jewish Cuban mm-hmm. so I cannot uh, I cannot uh, answer you uh-huh. I feel as a Jew as a Jewess I'm so so proud to be Jewish mm-hmm. but I'm so so proud to be Cuban also Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> that's a beautiful, beautiful statement. So thank you, Adela. I think that's a beautiful place to close this lovely conversation. No, thank you, Ruth. It's so, so nice to see you. Thank and you. And uh, you never say that you, were com- that you are coming. So <laughs> so for us, it's always a surprise I that you come. I always surprise you. I just show up here at the library, and, and you're always here, and it's always so exciting to see you. And Because um, I know that you will always come back. <laughs> I will always come back. I also feel very proud to be Jewish and, and to be Cuban, and, and I love seeing you here and uh, all the traditions that you hold on to, and also the way you represent Cuba to, to so many American Jews that have come by, and uh, you've always done it with a lot of grace, but also always with a sense of humor. You always have a few jokes to tell, too, and it's, it's wonderful. So I think you're amazing, and I'm really, really thrilled that we had this conversation, and um, now people will be able to hear you at the Yiddish Book Center. Thank so. you very much for your kind words, and... and I repeat, you you are my best friend. <laughs> oh, thank you, Adela. You are too. I'm very honored that you said that. Beautiful. Thank you so much. No, thank you lovely. for coming to Cuba. Thank you. You've been listening to Tune In, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To subscribe to this and other podcasts, visit our website, www.yiddishbookcenter.org. Our producer is Sarah Bleichfeld. I'm Susan Bronson. Seid mir stark und gesund. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon.